Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents... A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. I have my stuff. Everything's on. What is it? My ears. Your ears. I feel so ashamed and nude. I gotta try to put my ears up inside my hair. Yeah, get them out of here. Cause you did the you did the I work. I did it. You did the work. I did. Except I am wearing an old one from months ago that is quite large <laughs> on you huge now. On me now. <laughs> well, then you can do the thing where you're just like, oh, I'm just a little girl. Oh, I'm so oh, I'm, I'm a little, baby. but a little baby. And I used to be young. That Miley's have you cried? Oh, I love it I love me my Miley. Have you cried? Do it yet? I cried in many Miley songs. Yeah, I she love gets Miley. to me. And that used to be young one man. Ooch, oochie pooch. Mm, mm. I'm here to hump today. That was a hump. That was a humping. It was a tiny hump. It was a hump to hump. Slow, lo- it was like love making. Aww. Yeah. Because that's what I think about when I think about you. Well, Natalie. you were technically looking straight ahead at your own face. Well, <laughs> I mean, if there's somebody to hum, hey. why shouldn't it be myself? I agree. Thank you. That's there's self love in there. Understanding me. Yeah, self love <laughs> is self care. And don't you forget it. So get to masturbating, so everybody. <laughs> Do it. I mean, if there's it a is, time to though. masturbate, it is during the holiday special. Oh, I was going to say, if you're doing it during the episode, that's fine. But don't tell be. us. Not you. I mean, any listeners. Oh, any listeners. Please yeah, don't, don't tell us. report back. But God bless. <laughs> yeah. Bless I know the mother. Usually our dulcet tones get you all hot <laughs> and bothered. Yeah, I've been told I have a very erotic, erotic. bedroom voice. Hello. <laughs> that or I'll just start pretending to be like the Edward Scissorhands soundtrack, you know, just like. Well, I just got transported. <laughs> Back to your castle. I give you a haircut. Back to I your castle. I would give you a haircut, Natalie. If you were appropriately dressed, which you are not today, I can't even look at you. Oh, God. I'm so I can't shit. even look at you. What ears does thine so, have? Just a gross human. Just a yucky, yucky Blech. human being. Gross. Next to my beautiful face. Like, how could you even sit next to this? Ah, I mean, you are beautiful. Ah, just like Ursula taking the voice. <laughs> so, wait, are you Ursula in this scenario? I always want to be. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah, but I won't take your voice, even though it is erotic enough to get even any just you know librarian that's listening. They usually get eroticized by books, but now they need you to talk about the books to get eroticized. I'm just here to do my service. That's why librarians bits. become librarians, right? Because they want to have sex with the books. Yeah, I think that's why I thought about it. So pointy. Yeah, man. That's all oh, like the squid and the whale when he's rubbing himself up against the books. All right. We're back with Rizan in chapter oh, 14. Oh, oh, it was the squid and the whale that did it. Yeah. 
We're done. <laughs> it appears to be the following day after this last tense interaction with Nesta, if you'll recall. We were just in the wolf's den with Nesta, which is who I am today. Oh, I can uh, feel your drunk despair. I... I'm lightly hungover, so it's kind of it kind of works. That's kind of fun. I did it for the character. Yeah, you had to do it, yeah. and that's why I am just but a mere barmaiden with which I wished Nesta would look upon me with erotic awe. Oh, that's awesome! Are you you're a um you're an employee of the Wolfstem? Yes, I'm that's a maid wench. Great, I love this. Give us another round, Bessie. Everybody calls me Bessie, Bessie. and I go a <laughs> I'm a cow bar maiden. I feel like Nesta and Bessie would be mates. Like, not like love mates, like buddies. <gasps> oh. I mean, they, they, I, I support the other as well. I was hoping for erotic eyes. <laughs> no, I, She's got Bessie's Zabrowski eyes. <laughs> oh, seriously, so in the fame world, you're still a Zabrowski. I'm still a Zabrowski, <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm still owned by my father. Are you sure you're not Fabrowski? Oh, I could be. <laughs> it ain't no Nabrowski. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we're back right after this. Now we're back when Rezon's first. A, we're getting intense now. We're doing it. We're back with Rezon's first person perspective in chapter 14. And it's the next day. Reese is walking along the south end of the Sidra with his cousin, Morgan. Oh! Talk about Bessie Fabrowski eyes. Oh, yeah. Come on, Moore. Give me some. Moore doesn't go to the Wolfstone, though. She goes to Rita's pleasure hall. Yeah, man. Oh, stinky Rita. Maybe that's better. Do you think when you're off work, you go up to the pleasure hall? Yeah, I mean, if you want to have pleasure. Yeah. You like, get me out of this Wolfstone. I need some Rita's in my life. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're have get me one, Margarita. Mm-hmm. Don't. Jimmy Buffett's dead. There's no more margaritas for the rest of the summer. The summer is called off. Oh. Yeah, man. I can't have any more margaritas. No. I mean, were you having a lot of margaritas? Occasionally. Is that why you're hungover right now? No, no. Even Jimmy Buffett stopped drinking margaritas. That's what he said. He would only drink tequila sodas with lime. It's an adult's Rita. Now that's a pleasure zone. We're going back now. There's no Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Oh, God. Can you imagine the parrot heads in, like, hanging out by the Sidra? And they were all just like, (laughs) yeah, Faye Burgers in paradise. (laughs) We're just going to call it. We're doing the Smurfs thing where everything now is just Faye. Yeah, it's Faye everything. Yeah. All right. I I mean, we're all Faye bays, right? We're in this together. We are. Um, so Reese and Morgan are walking along the Sidra the next okay. day, and then <laughs> and then he's, he's thinking about, as he's taking this walk, they're going through the area of uh, uh, an area that Hibern, uh, the, the attack is still present there. There's, everything is still in rubble. It's, it's destroyed. Because even though they've been steadily rebuilding since that horrible day, the creatures unleashed such destruction that they would still be covering up these wounds on the city for months. Ugh. Where the two of them stroll now used to be a long row of beautiful estates that hugged the shore of the river. I'd grown up in these houses, attending the parties and feasts that lasted long into the night, spending bright summer days lazing on the sloping lawns, cheering the summer boat races on the Cedra. See, parrot heads? (laughs) Their facades had been as familiar as any friend's face. They'd been built long before I was born. I'd expected them to last long after I was gone. I think their 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 version of parrot heads would be much sexier outfits because that's the worst part of parrot heads to me. Are you saying that you didn't have erotic eyes while looking at old pictures of your husband wearing Hawaiian shirts every day? I I don't know of I don't think I even know these pictures. Oh. <laughs> Let me introduce the sister of the clan. Well, is he a child cuz I'm not going to get around No, 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 okay. no, no. Uh, no, sadly the, his college days he wore a lot of Hawaiian print. I shirts. thought he was way more into um 
What are they called? Dashikis. Dashikis. He did wear dashikis as well. But um, I specifically remember, I believe he said the last day he wore a Hawaiian shirt was where he was wearing a big, bright printed, and he got held up at gunpoint in Brooklyn. Yeah, I know that story. And it's not just, and I'm not saying because of what he was wearing, he was asking for it. But Sounds like a lawyer. It was just, he was a really large target. Filled with bright colors and happiness that this one evil person really wanted to take down. I will say a few pegs. Okay, I will say. I'm sorry, I'm laughing about it. I'm laughing because he was fine. Everything was fine. Yeah, he's fine. He didn't get a. He didn't get. He didn't get mortally wounded. No. Um, no, uh, yeah, I think it's more that, like, uh, and we're going to stop. We're going to go back to Valaris. We're going back to Valaris. I think it's more of, like, a Hawaiian shirt indicates no, like, I'm not, I don't know how to do karate. You know what I mean? I don't know how to fight off any, I'm just a guy hanging out. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant your love for them, like, you needed to know karate so that you could lust for someone that wore a Hawaiian No, I mean, shirt. as a target. Ah, uh, yes, as, as an, oh, yeah, no, they, they're, it's, it's because they're, they're living Irie, man, they want to have a chill time. They are living they're R.A. Just, they're just trying to live a nice time. I know, well. And isn't that beautiful? No, that gets you robbed. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Faberger in paradise. All right, we'll take it back now, y'all. Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> it turns out that this. Oh, we've got a silly hungover episode. <laughs> it turns out that this is a walk both of them have been putting off largely because it will be heavy, the conversation, mm. and potentially awkward. Reese knows that Morgan's feelings of betrayal at Reese promising to allow Kier into Valaris. Her feelings haven't fully dissipated about that because it really hurt her. And also her ongoing having to bear dealing with Kier and Eris together is it's eating at him. He, he he wants her there. He knows she can handle it, but he knows how much it destroys her internally and as much as he may deem it important for her to be there. But also this is goes to show why this book is so important. Like you were talking about last time where like Cersei wanted to explore the side characters and like they never would have had time in the middle of battles to no. talk about this. No. To have a walk along alongst the river. Yeah. But today they have to face these truths because Kier is scheduled to arrive soon to his first visit to Valaris. Get out of our town! It's gross. And it's not going to be that day, but he Reese knows it's soon. He believes it will be the springtime. Reese watches. Of course, I bet it's like the first day when it's like the perfect temperature outside. He just shows up and he's like, "Ah, yeah, he ruins it. And like they've already said in the books, like Kier's doesn't even care. He just knows that it'll ruin his daughter's day. You know, like he doesn't give a shit about the first no. day of spring. But he's like, oh, my daughter will care. So I'm going to make sure to ruin it for her. Daddy problems. Oh, yeah. So we Reese, all got him. We all got him. Reese watches in shame as Morgan's face crumples at the news. But she pulls herself together and tells him she trusts him. Reese, that is, not her father. No, yuck. She trusts Reese. Reese humbly thanks her, and on an interesting note, here he mentions in his mind that he doesn't go so far as to mention her mother, that they never really speak of her mother, which is interesting because I don't think we've really discussed her mother before in the books. And so it makes me wonder if she'll show up later in some way. Um, Because, yeah, we only think about Kier, but, like, her mom's there, too, just sort of in the shadows. So I wonder if there's going to be some, like, redemption arc or something. Yeah, or maybe she's just like a crazy killer and she comes out and she kills Kier. Oh, that'd be fun. Finally! I like that. They shift away from the ugly business of her family and discuss the upcoming holiday. Yes, please! Yeah. Reese admits he hadn't found something for Feyre yet. And we learn here through Reese's thoughts that Morgan is a terrible present giver. <laughs> <laughs> when Moore tells Reese he'll have to wait to till Solstice to see what she got Feyre... I rolled my eyes. In the centuries I'd known her, Moore's present buying abilities had never improved. I had a drawer full of downright hideous cufflinks that I'd never worn, each gaudier than the next. I was lucky, though. Cassian had a trunk crammed with silk shirts of varying colors of the rainbow. Some even had ruffles on them. 
I could only imagine the horrors in store for my mate. Which is just a funny little quirk of Morgan's, which makes sense. I feel like in the in the nicest way possible, she's just always kind of thinking about herself. <laughs> That's the thing, <laughs> because again, you have all this time, all these centuries, you'd think that you'd get good at present giving and you can just live your life the way Jackie Fabrowski does mm-hmm. and write throughout, write down throughout the year, anytime a friend or someone in your family says something that like, oh, they were thinking about getting or like, oh, I wish I could get that someday and make, I have a running list Throughout the year, and I take notes, and I put down the date that they said it as well, and then— That's intense. <laughs> well, because then you got to know. It's like, oh, well, was this—because now my notes are That's so very many thoughtful. years long that sometimes, like, you said something in, like, 2018, and I don't know if 2018 Natalie still wants it. Wow. I feel like this is an inherited trait from Linda because Linda's a very thoughtful gift giver. You're a very thoughtful gift giver. Thank you, but I don't have that— uh, or Organization of it, um, but I don't think that it's Morgan's love fangui- fangwage. <laughs> fangwage. Uh, uh, I wish she just like as she said, fangwage. Like it's not my love fangwage, and then she just bit him on the neck. <laughs> She's also a vampire. Whoa. That's just because I love. That's just because you're just you're making up. I live in vampire. Yeah, I'm in eroticism. Miss Bessie Fabrowski. She's just a cow looking for somebody to suck on her udder. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Good it's Lord. D&D world, okay? It's D&D world. It's because I've become a full nerd, and I can't go back. I, I get it. It's too late for... That, believe me. I, we're all... It's too late we're for any of us. We're sitting here wearing fae ears. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> just Thursday morning, just... <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this about me, this secret, but I'm a little bit of a nerd. I can't believe how quirky you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be Zoe Deschanel. I know you. Yeah. Oh, give wow. me a. Do, do people still play Ukes? Uh, Colleen Ballinger does. Oh, that means nobody should ever play a Uke. Everybody, put your Ukes down. We yeah. have to have like a Uke of silence for at least a year after Colleen. Colleen. Ukuleles have been canceled for a year. Yep. Um, sorry, everybody. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but with Morgan, uh, no, that's not her love language. She, I, I think she obviously loves her family and she shows that, but yes. she does not give a shit about, she doesn't care about presents. presents. And honestly, there's many people that don't give a shit about presents. And some people are bad at giving out presents and they just are like, I'm just bad at it. I actually really think, I, I, I like to think that Morgan knows that they're terrible and she thinks it's really funny. Aw, especially the yeah the silk shirts, which again Cassian would love to watch him like rip them off of himself. I mean, sh- sure, right? <laughs> I feel like sure. put it on just to rip it off. Okay, in front of everyone at the Wolf's Den. Oh, this is very specific. Well, request. just because I'm there. Okay. So in in my brain, I'm there. So he could come in and just yeah. rip off his silk shirt. His ruffled like, oh. silk shirt. You're like, thank you. Ooh. You say, that Mary Solstice to you as well, Cassie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Reese then tells her another piece of news. It's actually a request for her. Moore is well-traveled and has experience with many a foreign court in her years of assisting Reese. He needs her to make visits for short periods of time to the other courts, the other kingdoms, to let the other ones know that it's TikTok time. It's time. time for the treaty to get started and we're watching you. That's basically he wants her to like make them aware without threatening them because nobody's signing the treaty and now the wall's down. It's a little bit of a chaos. Yeah, dudes. This chapter is another bit of lore into Morgan and perhaps where her story will take her. So we're like learning these little drips and drops about Moore's life. Reese's request would take her away from Valaris for much of the time that her father would be there. And Reese leaves it up to her if she will decide to take the task of leaving. And she also has to decide if she cares what the men will think, her father and heiress, even though Reese tells her it's not he's not doing this to get her away from her father. Mm. And he means it. He's he, in his head. He means it. Yeah. But he's saying, I do need you to do this stuff. So you may as well. If you want to leave to do it, I would really appreciate it. But you can also stay. And then she has to kind of think. And this is something I think a lot of us have to grapple with is 
if I do leave, even if I'm not afraid of them and they they'll be they'll be smug and do. Am I OK with just accepting that, that yeah. these people are going to think bad things about me and I'm I'm going to have to just live with it? Yeah. I mean, I completely understand because personally, I have a partner right now that decided for two weeks he's only going to eat potatoes with nothing on them and um, as a challenge. And I said, could you do that during a week while I'm not here? And so next week while I'm gone is one of the weeks where he only eats potatoes as a challenge to himself and his taste buds. What? Because I don't want to deal with the repercussions, which is a grumpy partner. Why is he doing that? Because it's something that Pendulette did, and he wanted to try it. Oh, he's getting magician influence. He's getting magician influence. And I know that we've talked about Chris Angel on here. We have. But now I want everyone to know that a magician, a different magician, is running my life currently. But I did specifically (laughs) ask him to do it during a week while I was gone because I don't want to deal with it. Apparently, it helps your taste buds. I, he, and you know what? Here's the thing, guys. You think, oh, poor Jeff. He has to listen to Akatar. He has to hear you talking about Tom Cruise being a fish fucker all the time. Right. He's got to hear all these things. But sometimes your partner chooses to eat only potatoes for two weeks. And who is the victim? With nothing on them. Nothing on them. Okay. I, you know, he's a, he's an adult. I'm not going to be too worried about him. Oh, don't. I Definitely don't be worried about him. <laughs> he is choosing to do this. I guess you can survive off of just potatoes. Yeah. Is yeah. Is there protein in them? You know, I don't know what happens inside of a potato. I don't look that closely because when I'm eating them, I cover them in ball. Come what a sour cream. Yeah, I mean, I love a baked potato, but the best part is Dude, the toppings. I I think that it might be our biggest connection is our love for baked potatoes, Natalie. The it's only, not Akatar, the, the only show connection. we've been doing since February. <laughs> it's not that. It is the fact that we both love a baked potato bar. Yeah, we do. We in fact had a full <laughs> we party. We had a full baked potato bar. Baked potato party. Yep, and that's sometimes I highly recommend get some of your gaggle around, have a baked potato party. Yep. It is the, like we we couldn't even get drunk because no. we were so full of potatoes. <laughs> See, maybe Jeff has something. Maybe this he's got something right about it. Oh God, help us all. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, like, understand where more is coming from. <laughs> yeah. Very similar situations. <laughs> Um, but yes, but I, in, in a, honestly, in a, I'm, I, I did make a you fair make connection. A, you did make a good point. Thank you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As chapter 15 begins, we're in Feyre's head, and we learn that she also has no conceivable idea about what to get Rizan for Solstice. So both mates are not sure what to do for the other. Feyre doesn't seem like she's a very good gift giver, but no. to be fair, she doesn't have much experience giving gifts either because no. they didn't have the Solstice. It's so true. It's true. I just feel like she'd be like, and also, paint? Well, also, yeah. I mean, that is what she you ends up... You have paint? She ends up giving everyone paintings <laughs> all the time. Which, honestly, make me a gift. I don't need... I would so much rather a gift be made for me and then you're putting, like, your thoughts and your intentions and as someone that believes in energies, like, I feel like you're putting something into it when you make something for somebody. Sure, of course. Hell yeah, paint me all you... Paint, paint me. But, you know, if you're giving presents of paintings every... Holiday, Every for, holiday for thousands of years. It's gonna just be all Ferris paintings are just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, all over. Yeah, you got to space them out a little bit. I mean, I I understand you have a mother-in-law, and I have a mother that is a very very experienced quilter, mm-hmm. which is amazing. But I I don't know what to do with all the quilts in my house. You get to rotate them. I should have, I actually I do rotate them. I and then I have them just splayed about, so I got to keep it really cold in the house. Oh no, don't make me keep it really cold in the house. <laughs> um, I'm just preparing myself for perimenopause. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's like. I mean, you're giving yourself a quite a gap of time to prepare for that. That's like. Got to take time. You all right? You got to take time to make time. All right. Uh, so this seems to be, this chapter 15 is basically seeming to take place on the same day that we just were visiting Reese and Moore, but okay. earlier in the same day, because in this moment, Feyre reflects on how both Reese and Moore are still asleep. But she sees Cassian in this moment, she's downstairs in the, the townhouse after their big night of partying, and she sees Cassian passed out on the couch because he was too lazy to go upstairs after their late night of dallying. Cute. Or wait, no. I think, wait, dallying means sex stuff in this, right? Sex, dallying, remember in, in the first Akatar, wasn't dallying like lovemaking? I didn't mean that. Ooh. I meant, uh, roustabouting? Roustabouting? Rousting? The cavorting? Yeah, cavorting about. Cavorts. Hammered. Hammered. I think he's hammered. <laughs> yeah, he's hammered. Vera has not been able to get sleep, largely because of her interaction with Nesta the night before, and she finds Elaine in the same state. Elaine seems to have not been able to sleep and is troubled, and she asks Feyre if she'd like to go to town to shop with her. The two of them begin their shopping odyssey and find themselves inside a weaver's shop in one of the palaces. I Probably the thread and jewels. Different, Different weaver. weaver. Not the weaver. But a weaver. A weaver. The weaver's in heaven. Yeah. While they peruse, Elaine tells Feyre that she knows it's hard for her to buy frivolous things. So Feyre's a little taken back. Elaine basically says, I know this is really hard for you. And Feyre's kind of surprised that Elaine can perceive this. Because she's just like... "Ah." I know it is hard for you. She's just like, oh, you have thoughts. Yeah, and actually, like, communicating something. Whoa, 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 what? And But basically, Elaine is is alluding to that their years of starvation and survival made buying unnecessary things now feel a little maybe vulgar for them. Join us, man. So much more fun on this side. (laughs) I, but you know when you've been in that situation where it's it's like oh yes yeah. oh yeah when you're just like and then like you take a look back and then you realize like oh my god I had like twelve dollars in my bank account for four months in a row yeah. and now I'm just like oh I just spent thirty five dollars on a meal for myself on a Thursday yeah. and like that like four years ago would make me want to throw up everywhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And so, like, Feyre's kind of going through this experience, and here's a possible moment of us, maybe all of her family, uh, underestimating Elaine. And for a moment, almost sounds like 
Feyre's big sister, which is what she actually is, even though you forget that regularly. Yes. <laughs> At least I do. Be- that Elaine is Feyre's older big sister who should be like mentoring her or something. So she even goes on to offer words of wisdom that perhaps Feyre could think about buying gifts as this representation of honoring the people of this town for all they have fought for to keep all of this. Yeah, but from at the, the same war. time, what are you going to do? Buy him a candle? Like it's like it's like ah to honor your like you, what you gave to us and our land, and then it's like I've got you this keychain. I think she means more that the buying of you. To, they fought so hard to be able to have these shops. Yes, that is to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And this represent it. I don't know. It's a cup. It's got my <laughs> face on it. <laughs> yeah, I think it would because it's showing that they are able to have commerce and peace and peace, peace and have on, like having a holiday where everybody's not being murdered. It's really rough because I love coffee mugs, but I hate hot coffee. I know. Same. Isn't that crazy? I mean, kind of same though. I know. Oh my god, baked potatoes and hate and, coffee mugs. And Being in love of coffee mugs. The love of coffee mugs that we never use. This is like, what are we family? Yeah. <laughs> Do we spend too much time together? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Let's eat a baked potato. <laughs> so, uh, Feyre takes these words to heart. Actually, Gates some perspective from her older sister and again I'm not even saying it's because Elaine's fault I think sometimes she just is like I've said playing her part and so she thinks she just has to act like goo goo gaga all the but time also you're in a whole new world where I would assume like it's hard enough even if you're not like the boss of a meeting to speak up in a meeting true this is a whole new world for her that like it's probably difficult for her to add in her own two cents when she's like do you even want my two cents I don't know anything about what's going on no um so I get it to face sense, yeah. <laughs> to fence, to fence. <laughs> Shove the word "fay" in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I wish I were a cow bar maiden. I just keep dreaming about Bessie. You just think, well, that's what you are today. Yeah, I told you about the time that I was almost the the Daisy Sour Cream cow, and I had to do an audition. Oh where yeah, I was like frolicking around, going moo, moo. This is not a bit, and this is true. It's real. And I just remember afterwards, and it was a callback, so it was like, you got to be the best cow you can be. And then I did it, and I was just like, man, I was too much cow for them. And I went and I got drunk (laughs) just in the middle of the day. Um, I was too much cow for them. And that's why. It wasn't because I wasn't good enough. I was too much cow for them. They can't that Daisy Sour Cream. And now I'm a bar maiden. That is just the the true embodiment of how degrading it is to be an actor. Oh, is yeah. that they're just like you have to be be more of a cow, be more, and then they're like, no, you're too much cow. Especially Get out of here. just like sitting in a room full of plus size people, just knowing that we're all gonna go in there and literally frolic around, going moo moo makes me. Really want to never act again. <laughs> so fucked up, man. Oh my god. Ugh. Um, I support SAG-AFTRA and I support the WGA. We, we support the strike. We support our fellow union members. Um, so, so she takes those words to heart. In, and in that moment, they're in this weaver shop, and so she turns and she picks up the nearest tapestry. Uh, one depicting, it happens, so happens that it depicts the mountain and the three stars of Valaris. Oh, oh, I need the tattoo. I kind of want this tapestry. Yeah. Ooh, get the tapestry. Linda. <laughs> Can um, you make it for us, mother? We know you listen. <laughs> so it's a thread. The The tapestry consists of a thread so black it seems impossible. Like it, it almost like takes the light away when she touches it. Her finger like disappears into it. Cool. And then... The 
the mountain and stars themselves are made in this silvery iridescent thread that is also very confusing but like tr- fascinating to her. Hell yeah. And so she, she decides to go up to the shop owner and ask about this particular hanging because she's the weaver. She's making all of the tapestries. And this weaver is quite different from the Strike. Strike. This one being quite average. And I don't mean that as an insult. She just, she is a city member of Valaris. Maybe she's a weaver not like the other weavers, Natalie. Well, maybe she is. And maybe she just needs to take her hair down and take those glasses off. Maybe she eats her pizza crust before she eats the rest of the pizza. That's so... That'd be so cute. That would be so crazy. I don't talk... I don't want to hear about it. That's too much. It's too unique. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> she's, so she's a mid-weave. She's a weaving away when Feyre approaches her, asking about the fabrics, the, the threads. And the female acknowledges that people often ask her about that tapestry in particular. She smoothed a hand over the wooden frame of her loom. I call it void. It absorbs the light creates a complete lack of color. That sounds awesome! Yeah, Void's pretty cool. Yes! I mean, but also, like, a really metal name for, like... Yeah. A craft accessory! Yes! <laughs> the gothest... The Void! The gothest It's a thread! The sisters also learn that this weaver has created the color herself, has been actually experimenting and working on it to find how deep of a black she can, can create. And Pharaoh wants to know why. Her gray eyes shifted toward me again. My husband didn't return from the war. Put that time into crafts. Ouchie. I get it. This strikes Feyre. You know, it hits her deeply, of course. And then this female continues on to say that the day she learned of his death, she began working on Void. Even though Rizan doesn't enforce ranks in Valaris, her husband wanted to fight for the city, their people. She tells Feyre that he died in the Battle of Adriata. We were present for that battle, if you'll recall, when Feyre and Morgan worked through the legions of Hybern soldiers together and Reese was battling the specter of the king on the ship. That this Fey's husband was there and didn't make it back from that battle. Uh. That would be a double blow for Feyre, of course. The Weaver continues that they had only 300 years together, which in Fey terms is not very long. And that she never got a chance to have children with him. So all pieces of him are gone to the winds of time. That's so sad. Ah. Yeah. She tells Feyre that Void was, quote, born of that feeling. Feyre considers how close she was to being this female, a loss that she didn't think that she could have survived. Despite the weaver creating this with her own hands, she reveals to the sisters that she doesn't want to keep this tapestry. They ask her why she does it. She has it up and she says she leaves it for sale because she hopes someone will take it away from her. Feyre considers the idea that she could take this female's grief from her using her Damati powers, uh, you know, this woman's agony, but ultimately knows that she can't do that, that it's against what's right to interfere in that way in people's minds. That would be so effed up, Farah. if you went into someone's brain. It's like, don't take... You, I mean, you gotta at least ask first before you take away somebody's grief. Right. Because then you might not remember the person and how you feel about them. And, like, do you want... Then you're really taking them away from them. Yeah, and we've heard so many stories and there's so many movies made about the idea of, like, begging to have that taken away but realizing that that's an important part of everybody's you know, life and their experience journey. and their journey and their, their journey, journey. Uh, not to so- sound like TikTok girlies or anything, but, um, but we could be, we're young enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a thousand. <laughs> I'm a baby in fear. Yes. Ugh. Um, the silver thread, Elaine asked, what is that called? The weaver paused the loom again, the colorful strings vibrating. She held my sister's gaze. No attempt at a smile this time. I call it hope. This, this, her storytelling of this rang so familiar to me as a fable or something, but, or at least inspired by one, but I couldn't place exactly why this sounded so familiar. But it is a fitting 
fable-like story, like the, using the metaphor to describe perseverance and the, the, the threads and calling them void and hope. Um, it sounds very classic fable to me. I stared and stared at the black fabric that was like peering into a pit of hell and then stared at the iridescent, living silver thread that cut through it, bright despite the darkness that devoured all other light and color. So Feyre feels a pang of shame for the the annoyance or the irritation she had at not knowing what to get her mate when this female could never have such a menial amount of trouble again that She's like, I mean, don't get her wrong, Feyre. Maybe she might not know what to get anybody for solstice either. Sure. And also, like, I get what she's saying, but yes, yes like, sure. You're just allowed to feel stressed about buying presents. Yes. It's okay. Everyone has that stress around the holidays. It's just how it goes. And there are times when, like, I do feel, I mean, as she should, Feyre falls into, like, the high lady of just, like, Oh, these poor people underneath me. And I know that she doesn't mean to, but there are certain times when I'm like, okay. Where, yeah, because you're the high lady, your partner isn't dead. And, you know, you should feel a type of way about that because that is what, like, no other partner that passes is going to be given a colonel from all of the other high lords to bring them back. Well, check your privilege. Check your privilege, Feyre. Check your favorage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Natalie. Yes. We are pushing favorage. And here in this moment, Mass inserts a little bit of baby panic into Farah that the Fae lost her husband before they could have a child. And she doesn't have one to remember him by. Oh, my God. You live forever and you're already having baby panic. You're 21 years old. I know. And Don't that, give me this shit. Listen, it's it's cool. Like, it's clear that Mass considers motherhood to be a vitally important yes. part of her writing and her life. And I love that. And I do wish, however, I do wish Feyre didn't feel such panic at 20 years old when she will potentially live to, like, 2,000. You got some uh, time. Or whatever. But it's a part of Feyre. So, what? Yes. you know, whatever. That's... That's her that's her journey. <laughs> uh, I am glad, though, that she doesn't write all the female characters in her books like that, like desperate to have babies at 20. Yes. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. No, but actually, Feyre really is the only one that is even talking about yeah. having children. But I also think that that's good that they, she shows other female characters. And what it would be doing like other in things. this world that like just because, you know, you can have a baby whenever you want within hundreds and hundreds of years. It doesn't mean that the natural because like and I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that she was a human. And, like, I wonder if that's part of it because it is such a part of what is put into us that you have babies young that, like, maybe that's, like, a part of her that still remains human. Or maybe I'm giving her the benefit of the friggin' doubt. Maybe. Also, I think also there could be an element of if you and your husband have both already died once, I guess. Yeah, I'd be like, maybe it's time. Like, maybe there's a sense of urgency yeah. there. It's not like they have to worry about, like, what if I died? Who would help them take care of the baby? They've got this beautiful family. Oh. Oh, Magic Cassian. Oh, hold it, baby. Don't. Don't, my loins. <laughs> and then he rips off his silk All shirt. right, all right. And this holiday tomorrow, this chance to celebrate being together, living, the impossible depth of blackness before me. The unlikely defiance of hope shining through it whispered the truth before I knew it, before I knew what I wanted to give Reese. The weaver's husband had not come home, but mine had. So Feyre asks the weaver how she continues to create after such a fate as hers, and the weaver tells her, It is hard, the weaver said, her stare never leaving mine. And it hurts. But if I were to stop, if I were to let this loom or the spindle go silent. She broke my gaze at last to look to her tapestry. Then there would be no hope shining into the void. I get it. I get, I get it. it. I like Tapestry it. talk. Tap, st- Journey. Tap, tap talking. Tap talk. Tick tock, tack tock. Excuse me. Um, get him out. You want me to... No. You want me to shake your bouts? <laughs> did you? Did your sleeve just get caught on this chair? Was, yeah, because my sleeves are too big. 
egg. I'm like, come here. Give me Moo. Bessie. Drink. Bessie. you're you're encourageable. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, yes. And, and, oh, is there a lesson in there? Oh, yeah. We get it. You got to keep creating. Feyre tells the female she would like to buy the tapestry. We cut to later that evening where Feyre has returned to the abandoned gallery to paint her feelings about what just happened in the gallery. She also reveals that she bought that tapestry for herself and no one else. I thought you were gift shopping, Feyre. I mean, I do this all the time. Man, every time I go holiday shopping, I end up buying more things for myself than I do for other people. Then I'm like, oops, no more money. <laughs> um, they'll enjoy looking at me wearing this. Wearing it. And I'll tell them, like, I thought of you while I bought this for myself. <laughs> And perhaps she bought this for herself as a reminder that creation is all that matters in the end. That not just painting or art, but in general, like that's all that the life is, is keeping on creating in some way. It's what you leave no matter what besides your memory. It's true. Make art, not just children. <laughs> that's sure. Or the other, you know, do, do it all do if it you all can. Do it if you want. Uh, she's there for three hours when suddenly the front door opens, startling Feyre. It's Rosina. She smiles and tells Feyre that she saw the lights on the other night and thought it might be her. And she's come with cleaning supplies. Feyre asks... Good. I'm glad you're here to clean. <laughs> clean Don't even think clean. about painting. Feyre asks why she's come to clean this place. And she says something about helping the departed owner's family out. But it's pretty clear she just wants to... You know, encourage maybe Feyre to set up her workspace there. But Feyre either doesn't realize that or is trying to act like she doesn't know. So she apologizes and she begins to clear out her supplies saying she's going to get out of Racina's way. Racina stops her and tells her that she could leave her stuff here and perhaps talk to Paulina's family, the woman who died, who owned the the place, about taking over the space. Farrah's feeling a bit, bit self-conscious, though, and thanks her and begins to, like, hurry out the door. Like, OK, <laughs> thank you. I'm going to go now, though. And she winnows to the street, slamming right into Rizond, who has come to find her. He teases her about running out of a gallery like a thief in the night, but then asks her what she was really doing. Man, isn't it the best? Like, you ever, like, out in the wild bump into your partner and, like, they're just, like, the look on your face. They're just like, hi. Yeah, it's cute. Ah. <laughs> And then we kiss and we kiss and we kiss. It's true. It's very cute. They walk together for a time before she comes clean about what she was doing. That that's where she's been painting. He tells her that 
they can buy a place for her to work alone, but she's distracted by looking at his face. Yeah, would be too. (laughs) Yeah. Thinking back about the weaver's loss, she cups his cheek, marveling at his beauty. She reveals here to him and us as readers that she might have the desire to teach others to work through their trauma through creating, through painting. We cut to Feyre then, seeking out Amryn. My nose crinkled as I entered Amryn's toasty apartment. It smells interesting in here. Amryn, seated at the long work table in the center of the space, gave me a slashing grin before gesturing to the four-poster bed. Rumpled sheets and askew pillows said enough about what sense I was detecting. (laughs) Oh, man, if I'll say it once, I'll say it a thousand times. I talk about this in Ice Planet Barbarians as well. I can't imagine living a life where someone can smell when I'm aroused, when they can (laughs) smell when you just had sex, when they can sit like, which is like that. I'm just like, get your nose away from my loins. Stop. I know that you can't help it, but that, I know it shouldn't yuck me out so much, but that yucks me out so hard. Well, it also is just like, I know how rough it is for people with dicks when they're growing up, how they can't control their boners and like the trauma that comes with that. It's just like, can you imagine if all the time you were trying to control your arousal because you knew everyone could smell it even like through your life? <laughs> like, no, like I like think of like how, how my book reading would be different. Like, how, like oh, how I just hold myself through the day. Like, I think I couldn't text Jeff ever again. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it's the kind of thing where I, I, I can't. I can't even imagine. But we also have the lucky, you know, the luckiness of not having anything protruding between our legs that nobody needs to know what's slipping and sliding down here. Yeah, that's true. We we're usually lucking out in that that minor yes. way. And don't get me um, wrong. Sometimes you can walk into a room and definitely smell when someone just had sex. I've definitely. Oh, I know. You know when it's <laughs> happened. But like, still, it's not that like slamming someone in the face of like, why is it so weird? His scent, oh my god! Like his scent has just changed in the room. That's weird. Oh, oh, he's looking at that woman. Yes, Um, and then no, and then like also, yeah. What if your partner looks at another person and then you can smell their scent? You're like, oh. Oh, oh, no, your no, sense no. changing at the dinner table. No, see, that's it? just upsetting me now. Yes, uh, I don't want to know. They don't do that. Reese would never get aroused by another woman. Never, ever. You'll never be hard for anybody else. <laughs> because that's how people work. Okay, wait. Do you, <laughs> do you think that Amryn being turned is now mated with Varian. Do you think that they had the mating bond? Yes. You think that, do you think that they had it before she turned? And maybe they just didn't lock in. Like maybe, like, like with like the way with the human. Yeah. Thing, maybe. Do you think, what do you think their smells like? I was thinking pepper steak. But you hate meat. Well, yeah, but like, it's, they don't hate me. That's true. You think it would smell like pepper steak? Yeah, like I would cooking, hope. cooking pepper steak. Like, oh, so like like cooked meats. Yeah, because I because obviously Feyre and in Reese are soup. They're they're meeting. Oh yeah, because I would hope mine were like you know like fake grape. Oh, like like is that diamond tap or is Jackie just horny? <laughs> <laughs> but really, I'm just hitting the scissor pretty is that hard. A push pop? Is that ice pop? <laughs> oh no, it's Jackie's here. God Jack- damn it! God, Jackie, get out of here. <laughs> um, I think that like if my pussy started smelling like roasted meat, um, I think I'd be disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mating bond smell is probably gross. Yeah. My point. Well, gross to other people, but not gross to yourself. Exactly. Yes. Amryn, uh, oh, Feyre's then startled to realize. So she's left where, where she was with Reese. They've cut over to Amryn's apartment. And she's there to ask Amryn some questions. But in the, that moment after she gets this like, oh, you've been fucking in here. Okay. She's then startled again to see she's interrupting Amryn doing a dang puzzle. How cute! It's such a human holiday activity experience. Amryn informs Feyre that Varian is out buying Amryn more presents. How cute! So they have time to speak. Feyre lays it out. She wants to know if Nesta has communicated with Amryn. And then again she is startled when Amryn tells her that Nesta's come to her loft every few days. 
Amron tells Girl, you can't even come over for solstice and you're coming over to Amron's all the time. Yeah, because like Feyre's never seeing her sister, basically. And she didn't know that Amron was spending all this time with her. And Amron tells Feyre that she likes Nesta, which is a departure from most people. Yeah. Amron lifted her eyes to me as if I'd said the words aloud. I like her because so few do. I like her because she is not easy to be around or to understand. Now, Amarin is not like the other girls. No. Amarin is definitely like that. I like it because it's difficult. Yeah. I ain't got time for difficult. No. I just be like, go talk to a therapist and get back to me <laughs> when you're done. Okay? Um. Well, but... Because that's Amarin, not true. I would definitely work with her through it. It would just be difficult. No, no. But I get what you're saying. But I, Amarin is is still not quite the same because she technically was another kind of cr- cr- right. being at one point. And now so is presumably Nesta. Yeah. And so perhaps Amarin sees Nesta as another puzzle to solve, which is, you know, an Amarin kind of thought. Yes. Feyre tries to convince Amarin to proceed with more like okay, well, tell me more about what's going on. And Amron shuts her down. She will not gossip about Nesta and will not betray her trust. Damn. Feyre's really... That's a ride or die right there, man. It is. And and, and also, it's such an Amron attitude of like, no, I absolutely will not tell yeah. you. I don't owe you anything. Feyre's reeling with this information. Nesta speaks with Amron, tells her things, even how she feels inside, perhaps. Like, Nesta's telling somebody stuff about herself. And Feyre then, with this information processing, and is it all up in her own feelings about it? Relief that Nesta had talked to anyone. Confusion that it had been Amran, And perhaps even some jealousy that my sister had not turned to me. Or Elaine. Yeah, but sometimes you got to talk outside the family. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get this stuff out and you got to process it with other people outside of your family before you can bring it to your family. And I completely understand that. And I think, and we learned through this next, this book and the next, that you can like love your family members in 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 certain ways, and maybe they're not going to be like your best friend, but they also maybe will seek out other find their own people, but, like, also you still love them, you still care about each other, but maybe you're not going to be, like, the closest confidants on Earth. Right. And, and also, that's okay. Yes, and you talk to certain people, especially in your family, about certain things, mm-hmm. but not others. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, Feyre tries again one more time to pull anything out of Amron, but she will not give her an inch about Nesta. All she says is, give her time and space. Feyre argues that it's been months but Amran fairly points out that months are nothing to an immortal. Resigned. She ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. Resigned. Feyre gets up to leave. Okay. Asking Amran to just at least tell Nesta it would mean a lot if she came to Solstice dinner. Amran didn't bother to look up from her puzzle. I will make no promises, girl. It was the best I could hope for. So then chapter 16 takes us back to Rizond, who is spending his evening having a boys-only party with Cass and Ash. And then they all start kissing. I mean, yeah, in my, in my in version. In our dreams. So the two other Batmen are shacked up in the spare room at the townhouse for the holiday because they're all staying together for their little break. I love it. It's like when whenever we spend holidays here and I and then Jeff and I will come and spend the night at your house for Christmas Eve so that we all wake up together on Christmas morning. It is fun. It is fun. Um, and then we make too much food. Yeah. We drink. Good morning. Drink and start drinking. So they, Kaz and Ass used <laughs> you to. You wait till I dress up as Bessie for Christmas. This love year. it. They used to have their own rooms uh, in the townhouse, but with Elaine living there and Morgan claiming the other bedroom, they're being put together like little boys. <laughs> the brothers that they are. No mention of the room that's been left open for Nesta, the one that she used to live in. No mention in this conversation of the room that was left open for Nesta, the one that she used to live in. Rizan muses to himself. Reese smirks and tells them that it's better than the attic that Lucian will be sequestered to if he shows up. So all the rooms are getting like super filled up, but they're leaving Nesta's room open almost like an effigy or something. Yeah, leave the chair out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Double sneeze. It's Double. the allergy. It's the end. I think it must be the... It's the allergy. The, I know we have a not a dirty studio, but it's probably dusty in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They move on to discuss Illyrian business for a minute and debate the best way to handle all of the upcoming challenges they have with all the camps. Oh, they're going to have to strap on less leathers this time, and they're going to have to kiss their way through it. Okay. All right. That's what okay. they discussed. They're all going to just have to, like... Get they have to they have to give each other massages. Yeah, they gotta yeah oil each other up, <laughs> and, and then and how peaceful will that be? How oh, nice will so that nice. Be? Um, but Reese then wants to stray away from this topic as quickly as possible, knowing how difficult it is for Cassian to relax. I feel yeah. But in his head, as the boys are all openly like talking and making casual jests jests at one another, Reese is thinking about Cassian and Nesta. How Cassian continues to push off things like having his own home in Valaris. How he doesn't seem to be building a life up anywhere for himself as though he's, I don't know, waiting for something or someone. Uh? Not that anything was happening on that front. Not anytime soon. Nesta had made it clear enough that she had no interest in Cassian. Not even in being in the same room as him. I knew why. I'd seen it happen. Had felt that way plenty. Hmm. So he's making quite a statement there. Yes. Because Cassian is not openly talking about his feelings about anybody, but everyone seems to already kind of get it. Maybe because he smells like steak or something. Oh, that's the pepper steak groin. Yeah. So he also I think he's not good at he keeps his emotions on his sleeve a little bit. And he's not being super uh, he's not being super covert about. Being lusty, lustful for Nesta. Yes. And oh, I wonder, what if his is more like a sloppy Joe? Yeah, I do think his not would not be steak. I don't think it's steak. I think Reese is more of a steak, and I think his Reese is, more is of a, a soup. Oh, yeah, he's a soup. Um, And I, which, is a soup sexy? No, none of these are sexy smells. No. I mean, speak for yourself when it comes to sloppy Joe's. <laughs> I'm not a food erotics person. No, no, I'm not either. Some people love that, but yeah. I, to me, like I, if I smell a food, like even like a whipped cream, like on somebody's body, I'd like gag. It's like, ew. especially because how quickly the whipped cream turns, curdles, like, and it just like smells like old milk so fast. Ew. No, thank you. You don't want it crusted in the hair of your beloved. Yuck. And then you can flick it off, flick it off, scratch, 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 scratch. Ew, I don't like any of that. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so these desires haven't been clearly stated, but Reese really seems to think he knows what his brother's feelings are, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. We cut to Reese gazing later at, that evening at Feyre in the gathering room, probably their living room? Mm-hmm. What do you call that? Whom he calls radiant in his thoughts. She looked radiant. They've all gathered at another pre-solstice party, though neither Nesta nor Lucian have appeared this eve. Reese doesn't seem to give a shit as he stares at Feyre's ass. So what kind of soup do you think his loins smell like? Lentil. Okay, that's nice. That's an agreeable soup. It was an effort to leash every raging instinct at that particular view. At the curves and hollows of my mate, the color of her. So vibrant, even in this room of so many personalities. Her midnight blue velvet gown hugged her perfectly, leaving little to the imagination before it pooled to the floor. She'd left her hair down, curling slightly at the ends. Hair I knew I later wanted to plunge my hands into, scattering the silver combs pinning up the sides. And then I'd peel off that dress. Slowly. You'll make me vomit, Amran hissed, kicking me with her silver silk shoe from where she sat in the armchair adjacent to mine. Rain in that scent of yours, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Soup. Just like reeking of lentil soup Mm -hmm. in there. You're just like, you got it, man. Step outside. (laughs) Take a break for a second. Go get a, have a cigarette. Good Lord. 
So Varian, uh, yes. So now he's getting aroused by his his maid in the room. Uh, Varian also is there that night and is in good spirits, seemingly enamored with Amarin's cat-like anger <laughs> tendencies. So he obviously vibes with her. Yes, attitudes. Reece- yeah, yeah, vibes with more than her attitudes. I think he might be a little bit of a sub. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll watch it. Uh, sure. Reese thinks on how it feels a bit unusual to see a prince of the summer court and here in his home for the holiday, drinking his liquor, as he mentions. Cassian begins asking Varian questions, sort of busting his balls in a brotherly kind of way. It was very much of like, oh, you're going to date my my family member? What's your deal, Yeah, man? you strong enough? You tough enough? Can you handle Amarin? Well, Amarin's a lot to handle. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I understand that. I mean, it used to annoy me when like our boys used to do that whenever I started dating someone where I'm like, cool off. I can right. take care of myself. Right. But there's also part of me that's like, oh, but they're just trying to protect. Yeah, you. it's like a cute thing. And I think that's sort of what he's doing here. He's not like trying to start a fight or nah. anything. So Reese, uh, as this is all going on, Feyre comes over to where Reese is, and he breathes her scent in as she comes to sit on the arm of his of his chair. Oh and you God. can feel, instead of the oh, horniness in this moment, you feel like the joy radiating from him. Think he thinks about how he just can't believe she just casually puts her arm around him, and like he can't believe he gets to have that, which is Aww. very sweet. Elaine enters the room and refuses alcohol, as is her norm. And Feyre is frowning and remarks down the bond that Nesta isn't going to come. You invited her for tomorrow. I sent a soothing caress down the bond, as if it could wipe away the disappointment rippling from her. Feyre's hand tightened on my shoulder. I lifted my glass, the room quieting. To the family old and new, let the solstice festivities begin. We all drank to that. Well, I know this is like a bit of an anticlimactic ending. No, for this but this episode, is a beautiful. But... Yeah, but it's a beautiful family way to end the episode. It's like the end of a, a sitcom episode. Yeah, and then it's just, and then it just like zooms in on the like the twinkling lights of the Christmas tree. Yes. Um. So that's as far as we get because Jackie's going back out on tour with Page Seven. Yes, come check us out. Get your tickets lastpodcastnetwork.com for the release the butthole cut tour. We're going to be in Nashville, Atlanta, and Tampa this week, and then in October we're going to be in Detroit and Columbus and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And Natalie's going to be there. I'm Pittsburgh. Be there. I'm so get your tickets lastpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, that's, yeah, that's it for it's me as well. Like, I don't think I'm doing anything other than um, we're doing, uh, Amber and I, for Spun, are doing a couple, I think, little preemptive shows here. But then we have our Beach Blanket Bingo. Beach Blanket Bingo. But I don't actually know if there are tickets left for that or not. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very good at promoting. Uh, but you're great at looking beautiful. <laughs> you too. Oh, my God. That's all <laughs> Thank that matters. You. Please read until the end of A Chord of Frost and Starlight. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.